We're back with another episode of Mommy Wines with your favorite wine mom, Emma Dawn. Tune in while she shares her motherhood experiences, introduces you to motivational and empowering special guests, and sips away your sins in the Mommy Wines Confessional. Mom life can sometimes get lonely and overwhelming, so she created this relatable, inclusive, and supportive space for us to be ourselves. Let loose, enjoy a glass of wine, and laugh. Get ready for today's episode. Here's Emma. Hello, 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 wine moms. Welcome back to another episode of the Mommy Wines Podcast. I am your host, as always, Emma Dawn, and in today's conversation, I had the absolute pleasure of chatting all things dating apps, dating in your 30s, dating in this new era of just tech world we're living in right now with no one other than the love addict coach, Gina Lovato. I have been following her on Instagram and I found her through her super informative, um, relatable, realistic, tip-giving reels. (laughs) And I loved our conversation. And here you go. Let's go ahead and get into it. Hey, wine moms. Do you love wine? What about free wine? Or wine being delivered straight to your door, completely hassle-free? Oh, I know you do, because we are on the same page. The sponsor of this week's episode is, of course, my favorite Napa Valley wine company that gives back, and that's One Hope. Currently through your sips, One Hope has been fortunate enough to donate over $7 million to charitable causes around the globe, such as Alex's Lemonade Stand a nonprofit on a mission to find a cure for childhood cancer, or Charity Water, an organization dedicated to bringing clean, safe drinking water to communities around the world, and so many more. One Hope has an incredible wine club that brings the carefully and thoughtfully crafted taste of Napa directly to your door. You can select a curated box or even customize one of your own or place a one-time order. The more you sip One Hope wines, the more rewards you earn, and those are redeemable for discounts or giftable to an organization of your choice. You can even host a wine-tasting fundraiser to support a cause that's close to your heart. To do that, all you have to do is shoot me an email or DM me on Instagram. Link and details are in the show notes below. Now let's go ahead and get into the show. Hi. Hey, Gina, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Good. Well, recovering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I was not planning on going out this weekend, but I went to meet up. I had a date. Um, I went and met up with someone. And it was just us and like a couple other people at this bar or at this restaurant across the street from my house. And they were shutting down early because it was just us. Um, And it was the holiday weekend. So everybody else who was there was like, we're going to this other bar that was open. And they invited us to go and we went and they kept ordering like shots. And I am a wine only person nowadays. (laughs) Yeah. And they were like all kinds of different ones and they were super fruity and probably filled with sugar. So (laughs) I have my water and my coffee because (laughs) I am just trying to make it through my morning. I'm super excited to talk to you, especially because I have just re-entered the world of dating. How exciting. How are you feeling about it? Um, I don't know yet. (laughs) I've been single for a couple years and just focusing on my business and my podcast and my son. And, but now he's like, getting a little bit older. He's going to be five, um, in September and he's going to be starting school. 
And I've kind of accidentally branded myself as this single mom. And I have a lot of single ladies who, and single moms who follow me. So I thought it would be really interesting to have a chat with the love addict coach. (laughs) I found you through reels on Instagram and I'm like, oh my God, I have to talk to her because not only are your, some of your reels really funny, but they're also like so informative and a couple of them, I was like, Ooh, am I an anxious avoider? Um, like, do I need to get out of my house more? Am I marketing myself um, like too much? Because I've gotten a lot of feedback. I don't know if it's like my area where like men are just more traditional or what, but I've heard on numerous occasions that like I'm intimidating like running my own business as an entrepreneur and a female is like intimidating to men. And I'm like, obviously, if your ego is that fragile, you're probably not the guy for me because I'm going to hurt your feelings. But I'm like, oh, am I like, what was the last one I just saw? Am I like overly marketing myself? Um, and I'm like, am I just scaring them off like right away? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I think you're so spot on with what you said in that, like, if someone is going to be intimidated by that, then it's like, you know, so not worth our time. And it's, it's hard because it's like disappointing. You know what I mean? Like when things like that happen. Um, so disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. But thank you for saying that. Yeah, it's been a really interesting experience just like starting to put my stuff up on um, <laughs> on Instagram and <laughs> Gary. And I try not to read too many comments about what people are saying because <laughs> sometimes it's just like stressful. Oh. But, um, as a, as a yeah. single wine drinking mom who started my podcast in Utah, Nobody understands hate on social media more than I do. (laughs) So I feel you like, don't read the comments. They're, they're trash. Yes. But I actually, I found, I think the first reel I saw was the, the red flags. It was like a three part series and it was talking about all the red flags. And it was funny because as I've kind of eased into dating again, Um, I obviously 2021 turned to a dating app, which is like my least favorite thing. What is your take on dating apps? Do you think they work? Do you think you should like get off of them as soon as you can? Because I have a very love, mostly hate relationship with, with dating apps. Yeah, I I talk to a lot of people that have a lot of different uh, sort of experiences with the apps. I actually met my partner on a dating app. Um, we've been together for a year and a half at this point. Um, but oh, I congratulations. also thank you. I also <laughs> sort of acknowledge that I kind of got lucky, um, and I realized that a lot of you know a lot of people don't have the same experience that I've had. I do like the apps. Um, just for a couple of reasons, I think it's a easier, quicker way to sort of find out. Like I always suggest people, if you can find a way to find out what someone is looking for on the apps, <laughs> like you can save yourself a lot of time and energy by sort of filtering through people on the apps before you even meet them in person. So you might actually be going on a lot less dates. <laughs> um <laughs> Because See, I'm people, okay with that though. Cause I'm like, the less I have to leave my house, the better. Exactly. I think people weed themselves out uh, like quickly. If you sort of, um, know what to look for. Um, I, I do think, I think it was, it's great to meet in real life. Um, I think there's pros and cons to it. So I do recommend people, you know, try the apps, try meeting people on the apps. Um, but if it's just not your thing, or if you want to take a break, 
um, I totally think that's fine. And just sort of, you know, hoping to meet someone in real life, you know, (laughs) who does that anymore? Like I've, (laughs) I've gotten like, so when I moved to Las Vegas, which is what originally took me out West from Ohio, a friend of mine signed me up. Oh, what was it? It was one that would like give you uh, people who were like close to you, like in your radius. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had never even heard of a dating app. This was 2014, I think. So like the only one that was like out there, I think was Tinder and it wasn't that one. So, um, so she made me a profile because before I had moved to Las Vegas, I was single for quite a bit. Um, and I was in this like toxic, um, on and off relationship. And it had like, I well, we actually got back on like twice and then it finally ended. Um, <laughs> but my friend was like, oh my God, you're moving to Vegas. You're going to have this fresh start. I, I set you up with this profile that will help you make friends. She was like, oh, it's for like people who want to hang out and b- make friends who are like new to an area and it gives you this radius or whatever. Um, and I was like totally naive to it. I was like, oh yeah, that's cool. Like I'm never going to log in. Um, <laughs> but I was bored and it was like, I don't know, probably my fifth or sixth night in Vegas and I logged on. Um, and like one of the first messages I got was like, oh, what are you looking for on this dating app? And I'm like, wait, is this a dating app? And so I called my friend and I yell at her. I'm like, why would you do this to me? Uh, I'm like, I don't, I can't date somebody out here. Everyone's a stranger. And she's like, they're not a stranger if you meet them. (laughs) Yeah. uh, That was like my first experience, but I have gotten, like, I have, like you said, taken breaks. Like I've logged in and as a mom and as a, definitely like a working mom like people don't meet people like they used to like in high school you were forced to interact with like a hundred people a day (laughs) but as Uh you get older and especially like throughout the pandemic I was like I took my practice remote um so I really wasn't seeing anybody and just as a grown-up like where are you gonna meet somebody like at work Like, what if you don't go to an office anymore? Like, it's super hard. So I've logged in and logged off quite a few times, but hopefully one day the app will go away for good. (laughs) Right. I know it's a weird thing to be an adult. And, um, you know, it's so funny you said like at work, right? And and sometimes that works out for people. I, I specifically have a bad habit of dating people I work with and then getting myself into trouble at work. You know what I mean? So for me, the dating app is like, I get to meet someone that is like, not in my life in any way. Like if I need to get it, remove them, you know what I mean? Like, I don't have to quit my job in order to do it. Um, yeah, I, I think because I'm in LA, like, um, obviously I have friends that are, are, married and have kids and are there but I also think there's like a lot more young people that are um not there yet (laughs) and so um you know people I I was trying to be an actress for a long time and so like people take writing classes people take acting classes and and I really um you know that also was part of my own recovery was like what do I like to do and you know, what can I do to do that? Like I had just talked to someone that really loved skiing and, you know, obviously COVID it hopefully almost over, but like, I was like, wouldn't that be really cool if you like took a skiing class and like, maybe you met someone. And like, if you don't worst case scenario, you just had a really fun day skiing, you know? And so I do like that idea of like doing what you love to do and, um, sort of pushing ourselves out of our like comfort zone. And, um, and there's, it's always a possibility to meet someone that way. Um, but yeah, I do think that don't get me wrong. There's a lot of people on the dating apps that probably don't have the same intentions that you do in looking for a relationship, but, um, 
I think it's a little bit easier to find that out through the app versus like when you meet someone in real life and you're like convinced that they like you and are interested in you and want to date you because you're just feeling that way, but you never really have a conversation about it. And then all of a sudden you find out that they're not looking for a relationship and you're so confused because you've had all these interactions in real life. And um, you're like, I, I totally thought this was going in that direction. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, one of the first things every time, like I get a message, I will look at somebody's profile and the app that I'm on has like a description. It's like, are they separated, divorced, single, Um, Are they a man or a woman? And then it says like what they're looking for. Are they looking for like friends to hang out? Are they looking for like a long-term relationship? Are they looking to find somebody to marry? And if, if I see that they're just like looking for a woman to hang out, I'm like, okay, you're not for me. Like, (laughs) cause it can be, it can be that simple. Yeah, I am oblivious to a lot of things, but the hanging out, uh, I'm pretty, I, I, I get what they're laying down. <laughs> yeah, it, it really can be that simple. And, you know, like I said, there might be someone on there that says they're looking for a relationship and, and it turns out they don't or they change their mind or whatever, like that happens. But, you know, I do think there's probably a lot of young women out there who, would look past that or think that like, oh, well, that's normal. That doesn't necessarily mean blah, blah, blah. Um, and sort of end up getting themselves in trouble in the long run um, by thinking that they can change someone's mind or that it's not, you know, really a big deal that they said that they didn't know what they were looking for. So I always just sort of like side on the error of caution. If that's, I don't even know if that's the right <laughs> phrase, but it's right. <laughs> Yeah. Just trying to be cautious about it. And, and yeah. So how did you make the transition from acting to becoming the love addict coach? And what do you do with your coaching platform? So I actually had a dating coach, um, while I was still trying to be an actor, it was not my intention to become a coach. Um, (laughs) I just, it was, it was like my secret, you know, that was my secret thing. And I was trying to be an actor and, um, working in a restaurant, doing other things to try and make money. Um, but I, I had a dating coach and I learned a lot and it really transformed and changed my life. And, um, you know, I just turned 31 this year, but sort of around like, yay, what's your birthday? October. Okay. I'm in May. So I, I literally just turned 31. Um, but you know, right around the age of 30, I was like, what am I doing? Like, do I, you know, I really had to look at my life and be like, am I enjoying what I'm doing? Like, I, I really did not, I couldn't wait tables anymore. Like I literally was like, I cannot wait on another table again in my life. And really (laughs) just was like, what else do I really love to do that? I think that I would be good at, um, I was trying to be a, a TV writer for a long time. I, I kind of just had pigeon my, pigeonholed myself in the entertainment industry. And, um, and I really just got tired of like being told no all the time. And so um, I had already sort of um, was helping out a lot of my friends and I knew I had, you know, like a talent for it, but I had a lot of old ideas about what it meant to be a coach. I just imagined these, that coaches were like, you know, coercing you to like give them thousands of dollars. And like, you know, I, I just didn't like the idea of that I had of what it meant to be a coach, even though the coach that I had was like nothing like that. And, um, So I just decided, you know what, like, why don't I join, like, why don't I get involved with a coaching program? Like, see if, if that's something that I'd like to do. And part of that was posting the, was starting to post videos, which I didn't start doing until like the beginning of this year. And it just like really took off. And I was kind of shocked by how it, how it took, took off and sort of fueled my business. Like, I think basically everyone, except for 
like two or three people are from TikTok or Instagram. So really, mm-hmm. see, that's awesome. I love when social media and a platform can kind of translate. It doesn't really translate for me because nobody's on Instagram looking for a bookkeeper, but I'm like all of my <laughs> friends who are uh, doing other things, especially like other service-based businesses and platforms like yours. I'm like, oh, it's so easy to transfer over, but that's awesome. Yeah. And I was really anti-social media for a long time. I mean, in, in ways I still am because I, I, it's not, I've realized it's not great for my mental health. (laughs) And so my way of coping with that has been like not being on social media for like years at a time. Um, and so it's been a weird balance for me to be like, oh, okay. I understand. Like whenever I would talk to someone else about like, oh, why don't you get off social media or like take a break? They're like, well, I can't because of my business. And whenever they'd say that, I'd be like rolling my eyes. Like, okay, (laughs) like if you really wanted to, you would, but now that I'm in that boat, I'm like, oh yeah. Like basically social media is helping me (laughs) with my with my business at the moment. And it would look really different if I didn't engage in social media. So yeah. Social media is hard. And I've noticed over the past year or year and a half now, oh my God, I can't even believe that it's like Memorial day weekend. People are going to listen to this like a month later and be like, oh my God, that was forever ago, but we're recording a Memorial day weekend. Um, And I'm like, are you kidding? Like this year's already like half over and I still feel like it's summertime in 2020, but I've been looking at my phone. Uh, Lucky. I love how iPhones just rub it in your face. They're like, look at all the screen time you've had. (laughs) And my, over the pandemic, we've just been home. You know, I used to put my phone like in my desk drawer when I worked in like a corporate office. Um, And I would only kind of look at it like at lunchtime or whatever. And then I was in traffic. So I didn't have my phone on then because it took me an hour to get downtown, an hour to get home. And so I would really only be on my phone like in the evenings. But now since we've been home for a year, my I've been like setting alerts in the settings of my iPhone. And it's like, hey, you need to set this thing down. Like this is not healthy because my old, um, screen time used to be like two hours a day. And now it's like six to eight and Mm -hmm. I'm like playing music, watching YouTube videos, listening to podcasts while I'm cleaning, scrolling Instagram. And I'm like, this is not healthy. Like my addiction to my phone has gotten so bad. (laughs) I relate and I can feel it too. Like I was sort of feeling it this week and, um, there was just, there was, I, there was a few days where I just, I wasn't posting anything. And there was this part of my mind that's like, you're not posting anything. Like they're going to forget about you or like, you're not going to get any new clients, you know? And there's just part of me that's like, that's okay. Cause like my mental health is first and like, I can feel it. Like I just feel tired or distracted. Like I can't focus, you know what I mean? And I'm grateful that I, um, have that sort of like awareness around like, okay, I need to take a break from that. See, I love my doctor here in Nevada and I was so shocked to find him. Uh, because after I had my son, I was like really anxious. I had like really bad postpartum anxiety because I'm from Ohio and I moved out here. Um, and I had never been here or lived here before. Um, so I was like, I am in this new place with this new baby. I'm single. And I was like so anxious. And he really worked a lot with me, like on lifestyle and diet before prescribing any kind of medication. And I really appreciated that about him. Well, I recently went in um, and had like just a, just like a checkup. I haven't had one in a while. So I was like, I should probably do that. Like, I'm not a kid anymore, but like I take my kid every, every year (laughs) to get a checkup. And I was thinking, I was like, when was the last time I had a checkup? Oh yeah. After he was born. So I was like, maybe I should do that. Like, maybe I should just like chat with my doctor and make sure like I'm not dying. Um, (laughs) I was like, cause adults, like, do you do that regularly? 
Like, I feel like adults don't. I do now. Um, <laughs> I do now, but my doctor kind of tricked me because I actually have to go to get my birth control. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so yeah, I went to my doctor and I was like, you know, I've been like really like unfocused. I've been really distracted. Um, like, I don't know what is going on. I'm like, is my brain broken? Like what is happening here? And the first thing he did, he's like this tiny little Polish old grandpa. I love him so much. Um, he's like the best family doctor I've ever had. And the first thing he did was he grabbed my phone and scrolled over and he's like, yeah, you're spending eight hours a day. And like, on your phone. And I'm like, yeah, that's probably not healthy. And he's like, cut it down and come back to me in three months. So I started putting the alert, like the settings where it's like, Hey, you need to not, not do this. (laughs) No more screen time for you. And when I've been working, I've actually just been like powering my phone completely off. uh, Because I charge my clients hourly. And if I'm sitting there like checking text messages or doing this, I'm like, I don't want to improperly bill anybody. So I've just been like turning it absolutely off. So even if somebody calls me or texts me, I'm like, nope, I'm sorry. I can't. Hey, wine moms, working moms, corporate moms, don't want to be in debt moms, children or older moms, got to pay for college moms, all moms, listen up. As the cost of living rises, debts increase, in the pandemic of 2020, more and more families are looking for professional yet flexible career opportunities. I have been asked so many times how I am able to be a solo, homeschooling, stay-at-home mom, and it's all because of bookkeeping. Yeah, (laughs) you heard me right. Bookkeeping. Now, it may not be overly thrilling or an adventurous, flashy career field, but it's safe, secure, dependable, in demand, and how I have been able to support my son, our lifestyle, and survive the lockdown while also having the flexibility to travel, explore, and spend more time doing the things we love. As more people get creative, tech startups take off, and more companies being open to the idea of outsourcing their administrative positions, this gives women like us the opportunity to earn more, work less, and around a schedule that accommodates all of our other spinning plates. As the head of my business financial services and development firm, EDJ Consulting Group, I have created the Home Bookkeeper Masterclass, where I share with you all of the lessons that I learned while starting and scaling my very own remote bookkeeping business. Become a home bookkeeper today. The details on how to enroll are all in the show notes below. Absolutely. I always tell people like in regards to having the notifications on for the dating app, like you're not going to miss anything. Like if something is supposed to work out, it will. Um, Like my boy, my boyfriend now I have our conversation and I like, I like printed it out for one year. And like, sometimes I'll send it to clients to give an example of like (laughs) what a healthy quote unquote uh, sort of intro conversation looks like. And, um, but it's funny because I think there was like a day where I didn't respond, uh, like very early on and he had to message me again. So I just think if something's supposed to happen, it will, it will work out. So for the audience and myself, cause I'm going to take this advice too. Um, what are some dating mistakes? Like, what are some dating don'ts to do, especially in this new age of online app dating that I hate so much? I just want to like bump into somebody in the grocery store. Like, <laughs> I know that's so funny. Cause I just, I like just saw a TikTok of some, these people met in line at like, I don't know, tender greens or something. And it was like such a cute little TikTok. Um, so, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of things. I, I always suggest that people always start looking at themselves like, um, cause I never know, you know, has, have you been in therapy? Have you done any sort of like reflective work? Like, are you someone that has had past relationship issues? Those are sort of the people where, that I work with and like where to start. Um, obviously 
not everyone has those issues. Some people are just looking to find someone and that's great too. But I always like try and check in with people first and be like, before we go out and look, you know, cause a lot of people like might be attracted to unavailable people and they just don't know it because they haven't sort of done their own reflective work. Um, so that's sort of the first thing. Um, and then, you know, with the technicalities of dating, um, I always recommend people try and try and find out, you know, what the person is looking for before they get off the apps or meet them in real life. Cause it's going to be, I see it time and time again, uh, people, you know, they think that they know what the person wants and then in the dates one through three are going really well, but their anxiety starts coming up and they're like, well, now I don't know what they like. I think he, I know, but I'm not really sure. And then they're like, but it's too early for me to ask because we've only been on like one to three dates. And so then they're just living in this like anxiety. Um, the other thing that I, it was like the theme of this week that I, with the women I was working with is we're so afraid to ask for what we want and need early on because we are so afraid that we're going to scare people away. And, you know, there's something to be said about that. Like, I think we need to take responsibility for our own anxiety and, um, for like, uh, our mind, you know, the sort of obsession part, like we can do things to keep busy and to sort of distract ourselves. However, you know, if someone isn't showing up in the way that you want them to, or texting you in a way that you want them to, or asking you out for a date in like a couple days ahead of time, I think those things are totally okay to ask. And, and the women that I've been working with are really afraid that they're going to mess it up. Um, if they, they, they're too needy, you know what I mean? Or they don't deserve to be asking for what they're asking for just yet, you know, because they're not in a relationship. Um, and I think that that's a mistake because, um, you're not, you're not one making yourself vulnerable. Sorry. There's like, I don't know if you can hear those like really loud sirens. (laughs) Luckily Uh, I can't. Oh, okay, cool. I was like, oh my gosh. Um, so you know, first of all, when we let ourselves be vulnerable and, and bring these things up sort of early on, we can see one, what their reaction is. And two, if they're able to sort of like adjust and show up because ideally that's what we want in a relationship. Right. Um, so that's another sort of mistake that I'm seeing people do early on. And the last one, and this is, this is a little controversial. Um, and I, you know, I'm not the, the arbiter of anyone's love life, but I do recommend people try having an experience of, um, not going all the way or being too physical before they have decided if they want to be in a relationship with that person and had a conversation about it, because especially people that have like an anxious attachment, I think that we sort of jump the gun and then we get sort of blindsided. We all of a sudden we're convinced we like the person when like, maybe we don't like, because we didn't really give ourselves the chance to know just because there's like oxytocin and all these like hormones. (laughs) So, you know, I, I totally think that like, I've done it. I know a million people that have done it. And, you know, like I said, it's, it doesn't, I, I don't tell people to do that in order to not, um, scare someone away or like, you know, uh, well, if you don't, if you don't sleep with them right away, then they will want to be with you. Like, that's not the trick, right? The trick is like, protect yourself and make sure that you feel safe, uh, with this person and that they're not going to ghost you. You know (laughs) what I mean? So those are sort of my, (laughs) yeah. I think women would take that harder too. Like, you know, if, I, I think like physical intimacy is so much more like emotional for women. And like, I've talked to a lot of single moms and stuff. And it's funny because like a guy, it, it's like a physical thing. And, but women that, you know, and even like some of my friends who are married, who have talked to me and they're like, like, I just don't know, like we're kind of in a rut And one of the things I always hear them say is like, they get turned on like emotionally, like if they feel like emotionally connected to their partner, 
then it's easier for them to like be in the physical intimacy part of their relationship. So I feel like if, you know, you do go all the way with a guy and he ghosts you to him, it probably won't be a big deal, but like, I feel like women are just like emotionally attached creatures. Like, I don't know. I feel like we just process things differently as females. I think that totally, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think there's more science behind it and I'm not an expert, so I won't try and like throw (laughs) words out about it, but I, I totally, I'm totally in agreement with you. I do think just something different happens in a woman's body than it does in in the man's body. Um, And yeah. And I also, I've definitely read some stuff about just sort of (laughs) getting turned on, you know, when you feel close with your partner and emotional first, of course, that makes a lot of sense. Whereas like, if I feel distant with my partner and like, there's some other stuff going on, like, I'm not going to feel as like safe or sort of, you know, ready to go. (laughs) If like, I'm like sensing some intimacy, intimacy stuff going on. So yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think it was, what was her name? Patty something or other. She used to have this show called millionaire matchmaker and Uh she was always adamant about no sex before monogamy. So that's, yeah. that's the first thing that popped in my head when you mentioned that, because I remember watching her show. I thought it was hilarious because she's this like super bold, like a really direct lady. And she's like in this cute business of like putting couples together. And I'm like, yeah, I loved it. And then when she finally found, I think they're married now, it's been a long time since her show, I think has even been on the air, but um, when she found her partner, uh, I really noticed like a difference in the show because she was like so much softer. She was like smiling all the time. <laughs> and before she was like this, like East coast lady living in California. And she was like direct and bold and loud. And I'm like, and sassy. I'm like, Oh my God, I loved her. That was a, that was a great show. I'm somebody who, um, really winds down at the end of the night with like trashy, cheesy reality TV. So I was a huge fan of that show, (laughs) but that's what popped in my head when you're like, no physical intimacy before monogamy. Like that's a good tip. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I'm not the first and I'm sure I'm not the last to sort of, you know, hop on that boat. Um, And, you know, like I said, everyone to each their own, I had to come to that conclusion and decide that that's what I wanted to do for myself by a lot of trial and error. You know what I mean? It's like, I think, and I had to hear it from a lot of people too. Right. So someone might like hear me say that and be like, I'm not doing that. Like I can have sex and, and not, you know, have feelings or whatever and compartmentalize it. But, and, and that's fine if they can do that. Um, but until you like, really get in a lot of pain. You know what I mean? And like, feel like crap. That's when you're going to be like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to make some adjustments. As many of you know, finance is my profession. When I'm not here laughing, sipping and chatting with all of you, I have over a decade of financial industry experience and financial wellness is such a passion of mine. Like many things in the world, finances tend to look a little differently for women, even in today's generation. Webull has simplified the stock market and investing game with an easy-to-navigate, zero-commission platform that has free real-time quotes, multi-platform accessibility, 24-7 online help, and extended trading hours. If you're looking to increase your financial portfolio, and set up your retirement IRA and start investing in yourself, click the link in the show notes below to receive two free stocks on me. So one of my favorite segments on the show is confession. And normally I would sip away your sins with some wine but I am like really nursing those horrible (laughs) sugary 
they were like neon colored. I'm like, what are you possibly putting in this drink? That's neon colored. Um, whatever shots those were, were terrible. And I hope to never drink them again, but (laughs) I have my coffee here. So did you prepare a confession? No, (laughs) I can come up with one. Oh, definitely. It's one of my favorite parts of the whole show. Let me see. I I feel like I haven't had a lot of like crazy juicy dates and I don't want to tell like a scary story, (laughs) scary story. (laughs) Um, I can only imagine dating in LA would be like horrible. There's so many people, but they're like so busy doing stuff or chasing the next big thing. I have a couple friends out there and that's their biggest complaint is like, there's this whole LA mentality that they've mentioned where it's like the grass is always greener. Like there's always a next fence, a next fence, a next fence. And that like, I understand that for like people's professional entertainment careers, but I'm like, does it really have to transfer over to like every aspect of your life? (laughs) Cause my friends who live out there, oh, they are struggling in the dating department. I'm sure. I'm sure they are. Um, yeah, like I said, I think people are just sort of, they're still, they're still focused on themselves. You know what I mean? I feel like that's sort of the energy that's like in LA is like, I'm going to do me. I'm going to make my money, be successful. There's a lot of that sort of like in the air. Um, so I can see why that would happen. Um, you know, maybe I, maybe I'm just privileged and like lucky, but I I do think that sort of, you know, there's things we can do energetically when we like want to want that, when we want to find that. And that's basically what I do with my clients. You know what I mean? Is like, you say you want it, but like it's, and it's not happening. So like, what can we do? And I do think like our beliefs about things are really powerful. Right. So like, if I believe that, like, everyone out here is an actor and they don't have, you know, they don't have money to go out on dates or whatever. Like I'm going to get that. I'm going to see a lot of that because that's sort of like what's floating around in my head. You know what I mean? Um, whereas I don't know when I met my partner, like, don't get me wrong. He's not perfect. He's a human being, but like, (laughs) there was just a certain part of me that was like, I'm ready. Like I'm ready to find someone. I want to do long-term companionship. And I, I wasn't, I wasn't like, holding on to it either. You know what I mean? That's like the opposite side is like, you might know what you want, but you're like, I'm ready to get married tomorrow. You know what I mean? And that can also sort of repel, repel it as well. So I think just being in like a nice, even space around something, it can be really powerful. Um, yeah, I mean, this was the first thing that came to my mind as a confession is like, my boy, my, the person I'm with now tried to sleep with me around like four or five dates. And I said, I'm not going to sleep with you unless we're in a relationship. So it was, it was like a little, it was a little bit of an ultimatum maybe. Um, <laughs> That's and, the word that popped in my head. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, but I was honest about it. And, um, you know, it wasn't like right away. I think we, maybe the next date we, we went like, cause we'll right away. He was like, well, we can be in a relationship. And people always ask me like, well, were you scared that like, he could have just like ghosted you or whatever. I was like a little bit, you know what I mean? Like I was a little afraid, like that he had just said that because he wanted to, you know, have sex with me, but, um, whatever. (laughs) See, I, I never have fears like that because I'm like, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. And if somebody reacts in a way where they're like, oh, that's not what I want, or we're not on the same page. Or if I say something that does like, quote unquote, scare them off, then I just take it as they're not the person for me. And I am kind of like, I don't know what has happened because I used to be, and I think maybe it's just getting older. There's all these like reels and 
and TikToks and jokes on Instagram about like, oh, once you hit 30, you have no more fucks to give. <laughs> I'm like, maybe I'm in that mode of life. But back in the day, I would be like, oh, devastated if the guy I liked didn't like me. Um, but now I'm like, oh, well, that's too bad, uh, whatever. <laughs> And who knows, maybe I've just really settled in. And I think that's been my biggest problem and biggest hurdle when it does come to dating is like, I am so like, I'm comfortable in my life. Like if it doesn't change, I'm not going to be like that heartbroken about it, but I am getting to the age or in the the phase of my life where I kind of would be nice to have somebody like around to talk to who's a grown-up to like hang out with (laughs) and like because now it's just me and my son um and then like I kind of you know just like relationship things like go on dates hang out um you know somebody to vent to if I had a crappy day or to take the trash out or like just random you know man stuff but I am also I'm like 50, 50. I'm like, right now I don't have to share the remote with anybody. Nobody's ruining my Netflix recommendations. Uh, (laughs) Like I don't have to deal with anybody's crap. Uh, So I'm like, I'm really 50, 50 on it. Um, But yeah, I've really gotten to the phase of like, if I scare them off with something, I'm like, eh, whatever. Like that's their issue. I think that's, that's such a great place to be. And that's basically the goal, you know, um, a lot of, like I said, a lot of the women I'm working with right now, like are still, you know, they might say that they might say it intellectually, but in the moment when it's happening, they're, they're freaking out a little bit. (laughs) Um, and, and I get that. And I so relate. Um, but I, I think that's really the place to be because, when we're there's there's a lot of times where we can choose someone out of scarcity right like we're not happy with our lives or we're struggling and so we think that being with someone is going to make us feel better and so that's why I always say like when I work with people like let's look at you first right we want to make sure that you are in that place of like well that's pretty good like I like I'm enjoying being single you know like I have a job I make money like you know what I mean making sure that I'm like a functioning adult (laughs) before, you know, involving myself with someone else, like, you know, what these two halves don't make a whole, like I have to be a whole person. And so I think that it's, it's a great to be in that place because then when you do find someone or when you're looking for someone, you're sort of, you're trying to make sure that they're going to make it better. You know what I mean? They're not going to make it worse. And I think that that's sort of an important, important distinction And what you said is also really true. Like I'm about a year and a half in and, you know, we're in the phase where like the chemistry is like slowing down. Like I'm, I'm happy he's gone right now. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's more the, the realistic phase, right? Like I love him very much. I don't want the relationship to end, but like, I'm glad when I can get some space. Right. So there is a sort of realistic thing about, uh, like you said, sharing the remote. When I was single, I, I got a dog and I was really close with my dog and my dog, <clears throat> my dog would sleep in the bed with me every single night. And even until like, you know, um, I didn't really move in with my boyfriend until we'd been together for a year and I moved into my boyfriend's apartment and my dog's not allowed to sleep in the bed anymore. And that was sort of a, (laughs) and that was a negotiation in our, you know, sort of adult relationship. And I always joke that that's the biggest issue in our relationship that I like want the dog to sleep in the bed and he, he doesn't want the dog to sleep in the bed. Um, My dog cries when she has to sleep in her kennel. She just like fusses and she like tosses and turns and it's a, I'm looking at it right now. It's a kennel that's made out of all these recycled bot- plastic bottles that somebody, I don't know, found in the ocean. Um, but I can hear her. She'll like bump the sides and she'll like tap her feet and she'll like, hmm, 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 
to whimper in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, because she sleeps in the bed with me, but sometimes I'm like, I have my kid in there. My dog is a golden doodle. It's not like a Frenchie or like a small dog. She's full size golden doodle. (laughs) And then there's me. And I'm like, sometimes I just like, I don't want her in the bed because I'm like, I need a little bit of space to like stretch and move around. Uh, but I'm like, oh, she, she cries about it. Mine does too. Mine does too. It's sort of heartbreaking. We've like, we've at this point now, my, my, my partner leaves really early, like to go work or go play soccer and stuff. But I always wake up when he wakes up at like 7am. And so I've been moving to the couch and like sleeping with my dog on the couch (laughs) because I miss that. Like I'm, I really miss being single and like, having a night to myself with my dog and like cuddling in bed with my dog. You know what I mean? So the grass is always greener (laughs) on the other side. Who knows? Maybe now that COVID is, is slowly trickling away, he'll go on a business trip or something. And then you'll have like a weekend where you can cuddle with your dog in bed, but go ahead and share with everybody. Um, I've absolutely loved this conversation. I feel like it's helped my hangover pretty, pretty good. Uh, (laughs) But go ahead and share with everybody listening where they can get in touch with you for services, find you online and follow you on social media. Yeah. So my Instagram is the loved love addict coach, the love addict coach. And my TikTok is the same, the love addict coach. And then my website is www.theloveaddict.online. And I think that's basically all my, I have a, I have a YouTube. I think it's the love addict coach, but I literally have like two videos that I just posted. (laughs) So my YouTube is under construction. Hopefully you post more. I'll head over and subscribe. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, thank you so much for being my guest today. I will go ahead and stay in touch and keep you um, updated on when your episode is coming out. Awesome. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mommy Wines podcast. Make sure to leave a rating and review. And don't forget, if you're listening on YouTube, to give this video a big thumbs up and make sure to subscribe. And feel free to share this episode with your friends. Be like, hey girl, just listen to this super awesome and relatable podcast from Mommy Wines. Here's the link to the episode. Have fun. You know. And to support the show and keep it growing, snag some MWP merchandise available at themommywines.com. You can also find all of my wine gadgets and my favorites right there under the shop page. For even more tipsy content, follow Mommy Wines Podcast on Instagram. On IG, I go live with real wine industry professionals. I try new sips, connect with all of you wine moms, and share some pretty funny memes if I do say so myself. All sponsor info and links will be available in the details below. So until next Wine Wednesday, mamas, parent and drink responsibly.